Trucks will break down in the middle of the night. Buckle down in Amarillo. Nobody wins then. <laughs> you, who you calling yellow? <laughs> you know that one picture that gets shown, <laughs> shown over and over again with the guy with like the buffalo headdress. Yes. On. Yes. Tonight I finally just called it. Every time I see that white buffalo motherfucker, I keep going. <laughs> she still sent you I saw your comment and I hadn't <laughs> thought of it. I kept thinking it looked like uh, uh, it's just, uh, uh, the guy from uh, I guess Mortal Kombat, and they're like in Bison or something from Mortal Kombat. But uh, yeah, so he put on his finest offense <laughs> to uh, Native Americans. To well, uh, and of course, you know he has uh, his face is painted in Houston Texans color colors, <laughs> and pretty much their uh, default paint combination for the fans. And I was like, oh God, please don't let him be from here, but he probably is. He probably is. <laughs> As they take him out in handcuffs, he's going to look right in the camera. Houston Texan football rule. <laughs> don't go, JJ. Don't go. Sean <laughs> Watson should have been MVP. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> Just start recording yet? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Always do it before you know. Hey, this is uh, Slurp Toast, a podcast. This is episode 13. It's our Baker's Dozen episode. All right. Too bad we don't know anyone named Baker to have on today. No, we don't. Oh, well. Now I'm sad. (laughs) It's okay. We'll move on. Moving on. So, so yeah. So, today is, uh, we're recording on January 6th, the day of the Second Great American Revolution. Um, <laughs> I did see one guy at the Capitol dressed in his finest Guy Fox cosplay, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> Pretty sure he doesn't actually know what that means. But anyway, so today is the day that uh, President Trump actually called for uh, a march on Congress and his, his followers did just that and broke into the Capitol. Yep. Yep. I, uh, I've, I've, I've been uh, having to delete family members again from Facebook. I just, you know. I've, I've started just like hiding people I don't want to hear from anymore. I mean, you were friends at some point. Maybe I want to stay friends with you, hoping that you come out of the fog, but I'm just hiding things. I don't, maybe you, that's not the right way to do it, but you're a braver oh, man. I, you're a braver man than I, deleting family. Well, one of my, well, I, I, one of them. <laughs> I had been on the naughty list before, brought her back, and, you know, it's like, there are bad people on both sides. It's like, nope. <laughs> We're not doing this again. Everything, yeah, I did, I, uh, what is that? I got sideways with, uh, I'd somehow managed to become friends with most of the people I'd gone to high, well, not most, a couple of people, some people, you know how it is. I don't know anybody. Graduated with. But okay, I, let's 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 give a little predicate to that because it's kind of funny. Steve <laughs> came to the high school where I was going when he was a junior. I was a sophomore, so uh-huh. high school was half over when he showed up. Um, he ended up hanging out with my class because of some requirements he had to get. I think it was uh-huh. civics, quite frankly, because that's where you and I met. Yeah. Um, and so he ended up hanging out with our class more than his own class. So he doesn't know many people from his class. Now, carry on. I remember the names, but I don't always remember the 
to fake. Anyway, somehow or another, I got into a group of classmates and, uh, and, and became friends with them. And then one of them posted some like nonsensical right wing anti Joey Durrell bullshit to throw a name out to you. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. He didn't like the pet man? Didn't like, well, this is when he was mayor of Lafayette. No, he was like uh, Lord King God of Lafayette. He was like parish president. and Parish president, right. Yeah. So this is during his reign, I guess. And uh, yeah, they, they, a bunch of them went on this, like, this, the, these mindless rants. And you're like, you can challenge property taxes, you know, because they're like, oh, I got my assessment. Screw them. It's like, no, you can, like, take assessments and challenge them. And then, like, you don't know what you're talking about. They're criminals. They're Purge the whole lot of them. <laughs> Just went through them. The Katie and I group. Gone, 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 gone. Yeah, sadly, that's some of the ones I've been hiding is my Louisiana folk because, you know, I don't know. I, we went to the same, we, we grew up in the same environment, had the same classes, same teachers. I just don't know where our paths diverged so dramatically. Uh, you, you, you married that, that woman from Austin and liberalized you. She would tell you she's from Houston, but anyway, and that's the oil country, son. But oh, uh, <laughs> but she went. To, she did go to UT, right? Uh, she went to Southwest. She went to school in Georgetown, which is north of Austin. Yes. So she okay. spent a fair amount of time in Austin. Yes. So okay, I thought she did something in Austin. Now I know. So <laughs> she moved me here. <laughs> I mean, they, like listing all these places you're supposed to. Like, well, that sounds like somebody who went to college here. <laughs> she she spent enough time in Austin. It counts. Well, there you go. That's how you got liberalized. By the way, I went to buy, I emptied the Terramana bottle for tonight's podcast, so I'm sad. And Dwayne, if you're listening, we need more <laughs> podcast fuel. Please help us. You're our only hope. That's right. I'm drinking the tropical cherry, I don't know. Generic. There's a lot of fruits on that can. Yeah, you know what? It is. There's Dang. lime, lemon, and a couple of cherries. I guess the lime and lemon make it tropical. I don't is know. Is it a slot machine of fruity waters? <laughs> you go to the fridge, you push out the ice dispenser, and then the, the little things pop up, and either you get, you get a soda or you get a wet feet. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we this is our first uh, episode since our, our holiday episode where we didn't talk about the holidays at all and spent the entire time talking about baseball and sabermetrics, which is right on brand, as the kids say. Um, you were off for most of this time since we recorded last. How was your extended holiday? Yeah, it was, it was nice. It was, uh, I may have made some people mad when I came back. They like, how was it? You know, company president. How was it? I was like, ah, too short. Uh, it's always too short. That's, that's a standard answer. If they got offended by that, they have no soul. They have no soul. In my defense, you know, I did have a stroke in their office. So I, that should buy you even more grace. I think. I use it like a cudgel. I can see you doing that. I reach in my back pocket and say, I'm going to play the stroke card, but in reality, it's more of a cudgel. Yeah, that's, again, on brand for you. Sure, sure. I believe somebody was giving me grief when I had come back, and I just, I snap. I go, back off, motherfucker. I just had a stroke. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And it proceeded to do, you know, fake stroke face where I can make half my face doing on my glass. 
it's, it's either Sammy Davis Jr. or Jim Ross, depending yeah. on which side you do it on. It's a slobber knocker. Or Dennis Miller, for some reason. As Jim Ross. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, Dennis Miller as Jim Ross. It's a slobber knocker. <laughs> When I came back from a stroke, I still have the blind spot and I had to adjust mannerisms because to accommodate for it. And so when I meet somebody new, I, I put my hand out first. Now, thanks to COVID, I don't have to touch anybody. That's great. But I, 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 I would do this. And the reason because I had a, a salesperson come to the office, a female salesperson. And as she came up on me on the left, she completely blinks out. I don't see her. And I have my hands out. You got it. <laughs> that close, that close. She came back into sight right at the last, because I mean, I'm frantically flipping my head around because she's gone. And I come back and I mean, I'm like right there. Susan, where did you go, Susan? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's it. Hand out me first. That's, you know. I think, you know, you got a way around sexual harassment charges if you're going to use it as a cudgel. I'm just saying. <laughs> I can't see right there. Stand right there. Right there. Right there. Here. A little to the left, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have also uh, got talking to somebody who's just boring the shit out of me. You know, he's like, oh, that's so weird that you had a stroke. That's terrible. That's this, that's that. And, you know, and then you imagine just, how I feel. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, you, oh, you're vicariously living through me. Mm, bad choice. But he's, 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 he's prattling. And so I start to kind of, do this and slump in my chair. Because are you okay? I'm like, well, I'm fine. What are you talking about? And then he got freaked out. And then he goes back to his conversation about a golf game or some other bullshit. Let's do it again. <laughs> now my buddies know that <laughs> I'm faking it. This guy's freaking out and finally has to walk away so as to not uh, you know have to call nine one one. I'm, I'm not going to say what I'm thinking because if my luck, it'll happen. So I'm not going to say what I'm thinking. <laughs> Just, I'm not looking for that this year. Um, <laughs> so um, I wanted, you had, before the last episode, you had posted some comments on, I believe, Facebook, because that's about the only one I follow with any regularity about The Mandalorian. And I didn't bring it up last episode because I hadn't watched it yet. Because, oh, okay. because I watched season one by myself and then someone decided maybe they were interested in it too. So I couldn't watch season one or season two in real until time they, till they, so then, so then like the day after Christmas, I'm like, all right, here's where we're at. I'm watching this. You're in or you're out right now. Here we go. <laughs> and so I watched <laughs> the whole thing. So we can talk about the Mandalorian if you want to. Oh, fun. You know, fracking silence. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, look, Baby Yoda and the Daleks, was, or the Cybermen was my take, when they started marching out. Oh, by the way, we're probably going to be spoiler-filled here. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. Let's be honest. If you're a fan of the show, you've already rewatched it three yeah, times. Yeah, probably. But, you know, 
it's naked the, in it's the basement the... full of jello in your lap. Oh, Luke. Oh, Luke. <laughs> How did you feel about that? I mean, they were pretty transparent when Ahsoka said, there aren't many of us left. I'm like, well, gee, I wonder who it's going to be when the... I, I like the fan theories who are like, oh, it's going to be Mace Windu. And you're just like, that motherfucker guy, he, no, he got dropped. <laughs> <laughs> they threw his ass out of a tall building on Tatooine. He's not coming back. He's coming back. You know, and, That's, so and the timing on that is so wrong because I had to look it up because I had forgotten where this is, the Mandalorian is supposed to take place between the Ewoks and Jar Jar. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah, Mace is long dead. <laughs> yeah, and if he's coming back with the Go Go Gadget arms, <laughs> see, I could be down with that. Let's have actually. You know what? Let's do it this way. If we're bringing Mace back, let's 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 do a heel turn here. Oh, have him turn dark. Yeah. Come back with the Jules hair. <laughs> Say what again, you motherfucking Jedi. Say it again. <laughs> so imagine that. Just work it with me, if you will. The hood flops back. You immediately recognize the Samuel L. Jackson, but then you go, oh shit, wait, that's Jules under the hood. That's not Mace. But then it starts talking like Mace and and on the on the on the hilt of his saber it says bad motherfucker <laughs> that's our new fan theory kids yeah mace windu's coming back as a synth it's a heel turn no one sees it coming no except wrestling fans who who, who would automatically know and put it all over the internet right well yeah because that's what they live for but no, I like the uh, for a long time. Well, the first half of season two mm-hmm. was have Grogu will travel. You know, it yeah. was it was clustered, and every yeah. he just rode into dusty town after dusty town. And that first one with freaking Tim Oliphant, it was like, yeah. oh, it's justified. Yeah, and he's even got like the drawl of a southern sheriff. I mean, you're just kind of like, God, and the, and the monsters from Shimmer. Yeah. <laughs> So it was probably Fred Ward he was doing, but um, Remo Williams. <laughs> well, see, that was my major complaint with the first season of that. It was like it was an episodic western. It was kung fu for all intents yeah. and purposes. It was I'm going to roll into town, kick some ass, and then move on to the next episode. Uh, the the first episode or the episode with ah- Ahsoka. You're just like, God, could this have been in any more a samurai film? Right, yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not bashful about throwing their influences up. I mean, the, the fight sequence between Ahsoka and the woman, who, by the way, to, to bring this full circle, I, I thought it was Michelle Yeoh at first, and I realized it wasn't. I looked it up. She's actually Bruce Lee's goddaughter. Yep, yep. She's a stunt woman. And so, yeah, you get the full Bruce Lee thing going there. And it looked like the the uh, sword fight sequence from Kill Bill. It did. Which is yeah, a rip up uh, of a Shaw brother movie. So, you know, it's all Okay, so what what you need to do is go maybe on YouTube, maybe on Facebook. But there there's this this it's hilarious, it's brilliant. It's a clip of a guy that's if the Mandalorian theme song had words. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna look that up. Let me put that in the show notes. Hold on. I'm making uh, notes. Okay. No, it's if the Mandalorian had words, and it's it's all about ripping off 
you know, ripping off westerns, but it's not the first time they've done it. And it's just great. It's this dude in the Mando costume out in the woods singing. Some dude wearing 80s glasses playing the synthesizer in the background. Nice. Well, and that was always my thing. And, I, and you and I probably had this conversation because this seems like something we have talked about in the past. That's all Star Wars, and I refuse to call it A New Hope because that wasn't the movie's name. That's all Star Wars ever was, was a spaghetti western in space. Yeah. Until George Lucas started buying his own bullshit. Yeah. It's a pirate story about it's a space. it's the it's the hero's journey as evidenced by Joseph Campbell. No, fuck you. They wouldn't let you make Flash Gordon, so you made Star Wars. That's all that is. Oh. Oh man. My parents bought me a uh Alexa clock thingy. Because mm-hmm. they also bought me Blink. Um, outdoor cameras and so I have the Alexa thingy here on the desk next to me and uh, I thought I'd turn it off but like these ads have been coming up for podcasting tips <laughs> that's frightening <laughs> I, I looked up I'm like podcasting hints I was like seriously Jesus wow Bezos get out of my headspace exactly exactly Okay, so I have I built a segue into Mandalorian to the next thing I want to talk about. See, I planned this in advance. <laughs> I sucked I you in. Up. I sucked you in. So after I finished the Mandalorian, I was we watched the flight attendant on HBO Max, which was okay, a little pulpy, but it was. Who knew Callie Cuoco could act? That's not where I'm going with this. Um, oh, really? She can't laugh at her own jokes. No, there's actually she. I mean, it was enjoyable and. Uh, the chick who played Missy on Doctor Who was in it. And, um, oh, yeah, Michelle uh, Rodriguez. Gomez, Gomez. Michelle Gomez. Rodriguez Gomez. is Fast and the Furious. Uh, anyway, so that was, we watched that on HBO Max. And then well, I was looking for something else, flipping through it. And I saw Warrior was on there. And I was like spazzing out. My wife was like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I've been wanting to see this show for like two years. But it was a Cinemax show. So we didn't have Cinemax. So I couldn't watch it. Now here it is. Do you know about Warrior? Nope. Okay, so Warrior, and this is going to be a little lengthy because I'm going to have a speechification here. Warrior is based on a screenplay or premise for a screenplay that Bruce Lee did before he passed away. Okay. It's uh, it's it's set in, I think it was 1878 San Francisco. Chinese guy fresh off the boat gets in with the tongs. We've got Irish cops. Blah 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 blah. Now, the trick to this is. Bruce Lee pitched this concept to the networks before he died. Okay. And they passed because they didn't think that American audiences were ready for a, a an Asian leading man. So the next season on ABC's schedule was a little show we've already mentioned in tonight's broadcast, Kung Fu. So ABC ripped Bruce Lee off oh, sure, yeah. for the concept, stuck David Carradine in it, and it became Kung Fu. Well, Bruce Lee's daughter is doing a pretty good, she's doing a, a Priscilla Presley level work like with his legacy and his estate. And so she found some of her dad's stuff that was, was this got some Hollywood types involved. They pitched it. Cinemax picked it up. There's two, two seasons. I'm enjoying the hell out of it so far. I'm like five okay. episodes in. Um, do you have HBO max? Nope. Okay. never mind. Then it doesn't matter to you. But, um, I've been like watching <laughs> this religion. Entire DC universe. Yeah. Well, whatever. That's another <laughs> thing we could talk about if you want to, but anyway, Later so show. 
yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm watching this the other night in like the fifth episode. It's a full blown Western. They're like on a stagecoach, like him, him, the, the hero guy, and his his sidekick, who's the Tong leader's illegitimate son. Blah blah blah. They're on a stagecoach and they get sidetracked. There's bandits. There's gunfire. There's martial arts. And as at the end of the episode, they get ready to leave the little hick town rest stop they're at and they're on horses and the sidekick pulls on a cowboy hat i guess to, you know to block the sun because they're in the desert and then mm-hmm. our our hero pulls on this very unformed slouch hat and pulls it down and I'm like son of a bitch that's david carradine's hat from kung fu they just <laughs> put their thumb in the eye of and I read an article yesterday. They were, they mentioned the same thing. I'm like, okay, so it wasn't just me projecting. Somebody else saw that. Okay. So anyway, so if you get the opportunity to watch Warrior, it's actually really well done. Okay. Um, and there's only two seasons because apparently Cinemax has stopped doing original content and they're just going to show low-grade porn all the time, I guess. So it's the so, Tanya Roberts uh, Memorial. <laughs> the Memorial Channel now, yes. Yes, it's all Tanya Roberts all Tanya Roberts all the time. <laughs> Her and Joan Severance, wall to wall. Together, oh, yeah. separately, we don't know. How um, many Lady Chatterley lovers could there have been? Uh, our Emmanuel's, because, you know, That's she it. went... Emmanuel's was the other one. Yeah, there was also, like, Adventures of a Window Washer or something like that. I mean, I remember one? one I saw when we were in high school, and I've, and I've never... I, I know I saw it trust me i know i saw it <laughs> but it was something like fiona or something is this woman recounting her erotic upbringing through all these scenarios so she's playing herself from a teenager to this adult and so there's all these like you know vaguely softcore porn interspersed with this narrative yeah yeah i'm like and, and i know i saw it because it had an effect on me at that age but uh <laughs> i'd be damned if i can find any reference to it ever because i've looked which were the Emanuels or the? Uh... I think there was even an Emmanuel in space. I'm not sure. I, yes, I remember those because yes, that's what you did. But Cinemax after dark. after dark. And yes, creepy. That weird kind of porno lounge music started playing, and then tonight's feature presentation. It's an Emmanuel double bill. Double bill. Boom. No chuckle wow wows either. <laughs> no, it was that smooth smooth jazz porn music. It was the because it, it was the eighties. It was the Miami Vice porn music, is what it was. Oh, so lots of synthesizers. So chuckle chuck wow wow on synthesizer. Uh, we're gonna dare ourselves to older people <laughs> sorry it's our target demographic man or are we kidding i'm looking at oh, my man. uh go ahead What's got? demographics yes um, the ulatowskis my my sister and her husband the, the, who have the sheep herders for children correct yes that's correct lulu and skeeter um as my sister my sister gave them polish names and uh, I call them, yeah, their their real names are Luke and Anya. I'm, I call them Lulu and Skeeter. She's like, why did you do that? I go, well, you gave them Polish names, so I gave them American names. She goes, but Lulu and Skeeter? I go, you did live in Mississippi. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't go with Luke and Butch, by the way. 
It's an opportunity missed. I'm a little ashamed of you. Yeah. Moondog, come on. <laughs> <clears throat> you were saying your anyway, sister and mother-in-law. Going back to New Zealand, we, of course, had the old site, Gonzo Geek. Yes. They told me that Joe goes to like a beer club or whiskey club or basically they go drink. One of the places they go drink is an independent small time brewer. They were fans of Gonzo Geek. Sweet. Joe tells me this story. He is in there and they're laughing. They're like, what's so funny? And they said, oh, we're reading this article. Uh, this guy's bitching about Funko Pops. And, it, and he, he goes, really? And he turns it around and it's one of my Funko rants. He's, <laughs> he goes, that's my brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> like, did, he get, did he get free drinks? That's all I want to yes, know. He yes, he did. But um, now that we've moved on from that, he uh, bought several of our uh, our sponsored T-shirts. Nice. Slurp, Slurp Shop on T Public. On T Public now featuring uh, designs of our our fine sponsors. So support the people who support us. Because <laughs> we need all the support we can get. We're on our way to being a hundred heirs, my friend. Woo! It's all about the Hamiltons. Make it rain. It's like that's, I the se- that's the second time in two days I've made that joke. I made the joke yesterday to my oldest son who was complaining about the size of his paychecks when he doesn't go to work. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I took a picture of the one dollar bills and was like, "Look, Dollar General gift cards, y'all." I saw that. That was good. That was good. Oh, wow. So you got to get Joe to, you know, have them tune into the podcast. Well, yeah, we'll get him tuned into the podcast. I think he might listen. Um, Maybe. I don't know. We've been getting an uptick in our downloads. Thanks, everybody. That's cool. Well, when you start seeing New Zealand on the map, we'll know they're out of quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Joe, in advance. So, no, he bought a bunch of um, some of the, 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 um, he bought some of the t-shirts to wear to the bars. Nice. Cool. Uh, I think bought kielbasa, which is in the Japanese restaurant. Um, right. Because I'm not brave enough to do walk the doggy. <laughs> Wait, hold on. We found your line. <laughs> that's your line after all these years. That's that's where you draw it. I gotta say, I'm shocked. <laughs> oh wait a minute. It's not that I don't actually have the picture in my head of what that would look like but I always see it as a neon sign where the words light up and it says walk and there's a picture of a walk. Then it says the, and the little lid pops off the walk. And then the last one says doggy and a little puppy appears in the walk. There's a lot there. I'm not sure you're going to execute that on a t-shirt. Well, I could, you just do walk the dog, you little line art of the dog in the walk. I'm almost there. I'm just going to keep pushing. That's my, that's always been my job. It's just to nudge. So, yeah, so he, he bought kielbasa, which, you know, the, the <laughs> Polish sausage sushi house, uh, which I just think it's funny. And I found a great font to do the logo. in, so I just like the way the word looks. <laughs> oh, I was like, isn't that a sausage? I go, it sounds Japanese. And if I found a Japanese word that sounded Polish, I'd make a sausage shop out of it. You know what I just realized? I've been wearing headphones like for eight hours today. 
and my ears are tired, and this is really starting to annoy the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, we bought that one. You also bought Tin Pickle. The uh, oh, that's a good Brian one. I like the bourbon. the Brian Bourbon. I like that one. That's the one on my list. Yeah. I like. I want to wear that one around right? Austin and see how many people go. Man, where could I find that stuff? Yeah, is it small it batch and homegrown? Set, wait a minute, handcrafted, small batch, uh, dry aged. So yeah, I got to get that to wear around Austin. I do. I'm, I uh, T Public is now doing a thing where you can get a front design and a back design, and they can be different. Oh really? <clears throat> yes. So the tin pickle shirt that I loaded up has the little pickle on the front, and then the tin pickle barrel brined. Brian oh, that's the way to go. That's the way nice. to go. That's the way to go. Uh, we're going to upload Chug Soda tonight. Cool. Plug, plug, pop a Chug. I have, I have something I'm going to send you because I want you to throw it up there. I read, because um, you know, I, I'm trying to circle back to what was our original point for tonight's episode. But I've been, as we've discussed several times, immersed in trying to read everything associated with Kirby's Fourth World. So last week I read, what did I read? I read something. Jimmy Olsen, Superman. No, I, already, I already read that. That's just terrible. Even by Kirby standards, that's terrible. Um, hold on. I got to look. Cause now, see how memorable it was? I can't even remember what it was. Um, what was it I read? Shit. That's bad. Um, All right. So let me ask you this. You're more immersed in it. Mm-hmm. What, what, how did he start it in Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen? Okay, real quickly before I forget, I kept re- uh, I read Legion of Superheroes: The Infinite Darkness Saga, which is one of those supposed to be landmark '80s runs uh, where they brought Darkseid into the future. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. It was pedestrian at best. Anyway, <laughs> um, I don't like the Legion of Superheroes. It's like everybody's girl, lad, boy, or or chap. I don't. I don't. I don't Astro chap. <laughs> exactly. Matter eater lad. What? <laughs> that's a, that's an actual one bouncing boy he turns into a giant ball what who why that's all and so it wasn't very good and it was like this like 400 page trade oh, yeah. and only like the last five pieces of it were actually the saga there were bits and pieces and some of the other ones where like you get a panel of teas it, was it wasn't one of those where they like spread parts of the story out to <clears throat> you know the tie-in episodes mm-mm, mm-mm. oh good it was pre-crisis. But anyway, um, how did he get there f- from Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen? I wish I could remember. It's been so long since I read those. And some of that early run on those was was hard to read. It got better as it went along. I don't remember how he tied it in, to be honest okay. with you. But in the course of – it was either that or I read Cosmic Odyssey, the Jim Starlin uh, – uh magnola one from the 80s right after and somewhere in there there's a really cool like rectangular panel of the boom tube and oh. it's always, i think it's magnola because it's like uh-huh. it just magnola graphics and it says boom <laughs> and i just think that would be cool across the chest just boom let's find it let's put it i've up. got it i saved it i'm gonna send it to you you Tell must, sold several of the masks as well really cool yes there, there's two masks and there's like, there's, I don't know, the heavy, there's a simple mask and the heavy duty mask. The simple mask is the way to go because it, it just is the full mouth there. Mm-hmm. No, the, the, the nice one is pleated. Mm-hmm. But it messes up the, the image, I would imagine. 
It might, it might, well, they, it, it, you know, um, accordions out. So it's not that bad, but I think that the, the less expensive one is the better I way. Think, I think I want to get either one of them's Etrigan, right? Yes. Yes. I either want Etrigan or, or Vic. I can't decide. I'm just, I haven't ordered one. I'm trying to decide. But you like they, they were all fun. It's finding the pick. The one I like is the, the scientist, Mosak or Mokai or. It's like the, it's the Edgar Bergen's dummy, dummy. What was his name? It wasn't Charlie McCarthy. It was Edgar, wasn't it? I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I am definitely dating myself. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, so so we're going to try and get back to the Kirby Fourth World stuff, right? Yeah, that was my goal. Because we had talked about, I, I sent you the uh, the Tom King, Mr. Miracle as a Christmas present. Because I really loved the Very series. Good. I thought it was hands down one of the best things i've read recently and you said you were going to look at it again i re i reread it yesterday that's how good it is and how much i like it i read the whole thing yesterday <laughs> i even noticed some things i hadn't noticed the first time through and i think i have a serious crush on big barda at this point anyway oh yeah yeah i was i was trying to find the uh justice league you know the the the, the animated one yeah the little tiny skinny leg ones yes You've got to have the peg stand, otherwise, over she goes. Or you've got to lean him back, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to try and find uh, one of those action figures on eBay, and that was uh, not I have, I think I have one. Didn't have I send your daughter one way back when? Shit, Because I found two of them at Big Lots, and I sent you one. You, you should have one there. Crap. <laughs> now i got to find out where that might be. <laughs> I've actually been thinking because I I did collect those uh, those Justice League Unlimited figures pretty significantly. And I I think I have all of the Fourth World characters. Great. Um, cool. So I'm thinking about making a shelf right above my computer here and putting them on it. Just uh, Dark Side. They didn't make High Father, but uh, Dark Side and fan out from there. Cool. Apocalypse on one side and New Genesis on the other. But um, yeah, so this this is my copy. Mine's different than the one you got, I think. But um, yeah. Um, what'd you think? Oh, I liked it very much. I get Go ahead. I, 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 it just uh, the the reason I got to go back and reread it is I, I I read the first couple of pages uh, without my glasses, so um, I'm not exactly sure because it's like he really tried to kill himself. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> In the, <laughs> the second okay. page of the book, yeah. So I had to flip back to that. And go, oh my god. <laughs> He tried to bleed himself out. Yeah. I couldn't understand why through most of the first couple of half of the book, he's got his wrist taped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I've read it now three times. Coincidentally, <laughs> I got a review copy of it from DC before the run was completed. So oh, wow. I got issues one through 10. And then I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so then when it came out, I'm like, well, I, I well, I liked it enough to buy it again, and I mm -hmm. need to see how it ends. So I bought it and reread it, and I just fell in love with it. I had to retrieve my copy from uh, Poyo's bedroom. He's had it for a while. He was going to read it. Uh, he hadn't gotten around to it. But there were just parts of it when I was rereading it yesterday that, like little nuances that I didn't didn't catch a couple of the other times. Like sometimes when there were like tears on somebody's eyes, or like some of the detail in the issue where they're breaking into. Uh, Orion's throne room and going through all the perils and there's little 
tweaks and things and I'm and, and it, I totally missed that's is a rope yeah yes yeah <laughs> Yeah, the, the the aquatic dragon's guts are the rope and, um, and i totally i either missed it or forgot it completely about when he he puts his hands in jack's kirby jack kirby's handprint outside of grommets i totally missed that or f- totally forgot it it's just uh, and that they named the kid jack was kind of a nice touch so if you haven't read it <laughs> two Dude. thumbs up from the slurp toast book club for tom king and mitch gerrard's Mr. Miracle. It's from 2019 or 18. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, ran over a year, year. 17. And a half. It's 17, 18. Um, several different iterations of the trade paperback are available, either physical copies or comicsology. It's well worth your time to read. Mm-hmm. Reading. It's fundamental. <laughs> Why I felt compelled to throw that in there, but I did. Um, yeah, and these, these same, this same team is actually doing a series right now uh, featuring Adam Strange. And I'm just waiting for them to collect it because I, I took the boys to the comic shop on Sunday and I saw mm-hmm. several issues and I'm like, I'm just going to wait because I want to just read it all the way through. I don't want to have to piecemeal it together. Well, it's interesting because I was like, you know, after I read it and I started reading about Fourth World and, and Jack Kirby and all that, his, the reasons he created it and that kind of stuff. And I think one of the more interesting things that came out of that was that Jack had always, at the time, thought that the future of comic books was to do these finite series, and then after that series was done, collect them and then sell them as a as one story. Oh, I never, I've never seen that before. That's that's yeah. cool. So this is this is his legacy then. Yeah. Which, and then because of that, then you read that, you know, that, that it was always meant to be a finite series, you know, that the whole thing with there was going to be a beginning, a middle, and an end. And that, you know, he kind of didn't quite get to the end. And then yeah. everybody goes, oh, let's uh, use Mr. Miracle with Batman and let's bring Darkseid to fight Superman. And now, <clears throat> I mean, I think those two, if I remember correctly, did sort of face off during his run because of the whole Jimmy Olsen connection. But Excuse me, tequila. Um, the uh, the the Batman, Mister Miracle, uh, uh, Brave and the Bolds. There are two or three of them, and they were in some of the Mister Miracle collections I read recently. They're awful. <laughs> I've already expressed how disappointed I have been in Jim Starlin's handling of the characters. Um, Cosmic Odyssey's a mess. I read it when it came out in the eighties. Knew nothing about the character, so it didn't really phase mm-hmm. me now having some background and some some idea of what's going on i don't know why i keep waving at you um <laughs> uh it's a, it's just a fucking mess it doesn't make any sense and uh they they you know shoehorned in starfire and uh john stewart and batman oh, of course because when you think cosmic odyssey you're thinking batman i guess starfire i'll give you a green you need a green lantern but and then the demon was in it and i'm like how do you pull that one off? Yeah, well, he was he was Darkseid's magic conduit to the other dimension where the anti-life equation, I was a, a living, breathing being. So, like I said, huh? it's, it's a, yeah, it's a fucking mess. That's what I, okay. it's, it's a fucking mess. <laughs> uh, really and truly, the only one I think you captured, and then maybe it's because I have a, be, a, a bias, but Simonson's run on Orion, the, the closest anybody's come. 
outside, I mean, this, this is different, but close, but it, I mean, it's, it's a different animal. Uh, Simonson's or Simonson's Orion is very much in the vein of Kirby's take. See, what I was going to ask you is because there seems to be like all this existential philosophy, you know, like he and Bart are like on the beach, she's on her phone and he's talking about, I think, therefore I am. And he's yes. kind of reading through that stuff. And so what I was trying to get at is like, I mean, was the fourth world stuff like that? No. I mean, kind of not, I was going to say that might've been a little too heady. Yeah, no. I mean, even for the time frame. I mean, I mean, I think I've said it on this podcast before as a writer, Kirby's a hell of an artist. The concepts, I mean, conceptually, I mean, he's, I don't think you can touch him. Some, he kind of like us has a little issue with execution. I think, okay. I think he, I think he had a bigger vision than he, even he was able to capture under the commercial constraints he was working with, because I think they reined him in some at, I mean, because every, anything he did in that kind of cosmic vein in the seventies uh-huh. got canceled. They canceled the fourth world at DC. He went back to Marvel. He did the Eternals. Same kind of vibe. Okay. I read all that too. I've been on kind of a Kirby kick. And that got canceled. And they started shoehorning mainstream Marvel characters into the Eternals where they didn't necessarily fit. And, you know, so it, the, the commercial concerns outweighed his vision. And I think it all suffered because of that. Okay. I, I can see that. Because, yeah, the, I, I mean, if, if he's envisioning it as a self-contained gods of New Genesis, the gods of Apocalypse, they're going to fight it out, then, yeah, I, I can't see how you would then go, oh, geez, let's, uh, let's take this bug guy and let's make him a hero. Let's take, uh, let's do a whole book on child rearing with uh, Granny Goodness, you know? Right, right. It's, it's, it's got a... I will say I will uh, and, and the second my second favorite of usage of those characters was uh the legends mini series they did after crisis okay that's the one that spun out justice league unlimited and brought Shazam back in and blue beetle and all those characters that they got from charlton and that was interesting because um they used one of uh because it was mid 80s they used one of dark side's lesser henchman glorious godfrey and they cast him in sort of a morton downey talk show host role on earth where he was deriding superheroes and dark side had this, he was sending menaces that they weren't defeating. It was causing havoc. So the heroes were doubting themselves and people were justice league breaks up. Shazam accidentally kills someone. So Billy Batson's freaking out in the end. It all comes together as these things do and everyone's fine, but it was an interesting take for the time, given that they used that kind of acerbic, talk show host format to kind of rebuild some of those characters and, and relaunch another iteration of some of that stuff. Okay. I like that one a lot too. I have the trade of that one, <laughs> not nice. the 800 tie in titles that were associated with it, but uh, <laughs> where you like, I have to buy 30 books and it's like three pages. Yeah. Why do I have three months <laughs> worth of Gar- uh, green lantern core? Oh yeah. Cause it tied into that. Damn it, they got me again. Uh, Tom King's writing the New Gods movie, by the way. Oh, is he? Yes. Sweet. I had a thought while I was rereading this yesterday about who would be good as as, uh, Mr. Miracle, and now I've totally forgotten. Oscar Isaac. Isaac Oscar. Whatever the hell is The guy who's playing all night. Or is he? Because I saw a story and I sent it to you that maybe it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who (laughs) was our choice. 
That was Archer. He's been meeting with Marvel about something, and no one knows what. But I guess every Spider-Man movie. Because <laughs> which one's he going to be? Which Spider-Man is he? Uh, well, maybe Spider Hams as Mulaney's in rehab. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Sad to hear, but you know. You know. Yeah, agreed. Davidson. So. It's, I hadn't thought about it, but Pete might be partially responsible for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, my daughter is a Pete Davidson fan. She is? Yeah, she goes, hey, Dad, let's watch his comedy special. And I go, well, it's in your feed, so I know you've already watched it. So he starts doing this stuff on, like, sex and getting a guy to come. And it's like, yeah, you just punch a dude in the nuts, and then he'll just... <laughs> and, like, my daughter's sitting over in this chair, like, you know, these sneaking glances are like, that's right. It's contest of wills. Who's going to be more embarrassed? I got no shame. <laughs> yeah, she didn't know what she was doing, clearly. She's known you for 16 years. I've known you way longer. I know. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I can tell her I'll be her consultant on these matters if she needs me. <laughs> oh, she learned. She learned. Okay. Yeah, that lesson she learned. There are so well, many is- more. So, okay, it's getting back to the sponsors. I'm wearing a Beelzebub t-shirt on New Year's. Uh-huh. And so she has a little little boy guy friend who comes over. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in the kitchen. I'm making stuff. And he's like, whoa. What, what is, because what's Beelzebub? You know, and my daughter just doesn't even look up. It's wicked hot bubble gum. You know, because <laughs> it's the shirt. She goes, oh, okay. I, I, I like spicy foods. Where, where could you get that? What is it? What flavor is it? I'm like, it's a wicked hot flavor. I don't know. Because <laughs> what? I go, well, hang on. It's uh, it's made with capsaicin, the same stuff that's made. You know, just going back to what we made it up to use the He goes, oh wow. I go, yeah. I go, it's supposed to be really spicy. He's like, well, where did you get it? And my daughter's like, you don't. He's making all of that up. <laughs> He's like, what? He goes, he makes up fake products and then designs logos for them. <laughs> <laughs> like they're real. <laughs> Still real to me. <laughs> I want to circle back for a second. Where did you see that uh, Tom King was, was writing the, the um, A couple different places, but if you'd like to New Gods movie, DC mm-hmm. movie, uh, there was an article in IndieWire. Okay, cool. I got to check that out. I don't think I even knew they were making one, so that makes me very excited. Maybe no, all, I, my, all my work has been for not, hasn't been for naught. <laughs> it's uh, directed by Ava DuVernay. Okay. DuVernay. Okay, good Duver, for her. DuVernay. DuVernay. Uh, the writer is Tom King. Who we know has a solid handle on these characters, so that's exciting. Yes. Uh, has not locked down any stars. Eh. Okay. You know, I, I know it wasn't actually Mr. Miracle that I had a casting idea for. Um, and I'm fixing to play the circle game on this podcast, and we're going to finish on that. It was <laughs> Big Barda I had an idea for. Yeah. Gina Carano, who is in The Mandalorian. Yes. A, mm. lot, of, a lot of people be excited about that. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> loves a big girl. <laughs> Scott Free do. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then, yeah, Scott Free, Mr. Miracle, son of the High Father. 
I'm kind of wondering if the Jesus thing continues in the fourth world books. Um, it actually, there's, which is not the Starlin one. It's, oh shit. Which it was uh, one of the other guys from, I think we talked about this briefly one time before. Yes. Um, maybe Gerber. One of them did a thing in the second round of the Mr. Miracle series. There was a break. So in the oh. second, he, he decided he was going to, present himself as a messiah figure to the people of earth yes yes so absolutely they did pick up on that and run with it in that weird hippy dippy 70s way for sure oh good which of course if they did it today he'd be a semi-messianic cult leader kind of a thing right yeah yeah and i just love his costume can i just say mr miracle's costume it's so god awful and gaudy that it's perfect for the character Oh, no, it's fantastic. Barda's is great, too. Yeah. And that's the thing, looking for, like, the images for the masks. Get in. I mean, I've looked at so much Kirby artwork. And it's just kind of like, you know, it's, it, it, and it's, yeah, it doesn't show up in, like, you know, his Captain America, some of his Fantastic Four. But when he came back for that last round of the Eternals, New oh, Guy, God, yes. Celestials, I mean, that... He was, I, he was clearly people, obsessed with chariots of the gods at that point. Um, yes. it's, it's because that's what the Eternals is. It's a hundred percent. So yeah, but all the costume designs are just so ornate and so over the top. And, and you just are kind of like, holy shit, dude, how do you keep this stuff straight? Yeah. But then yeah. you read other people, you're like, well, towards the end, he didn't keep it straight. <laughs> it a Rob Layfield cartoon, you know, comic. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, where did pouches come from? <laughs> you can't have too many pouches, <laughs> but, you, but you can't have too many feet. <laughs> Why are his knees and feet so small? Why is this package so big? Everybody's leaning forward all the time. All the time, right in your face. Well, it's because the women are so top heavy. There's a reason they're always leaning forward. <laughs> I was gonna. I was before he took down Gonzo Geek, and I'm gonna go write it for John's website. I don't know. Write it for this one. Oh, I'll write it for this one. We got a website feature. Yeah. Oh well, shit. I, I wrote a book it. review a couple of weeks ago. Oh, write well, what you want me. and put it on here. Go rant might come back. There you go. I'm not as angry about that shit as we used to be. I'm glad to hear that. I was worried about your health for a while. Not not angry about it. You just kind of get irate with the 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 same level of know nothingness. You know, it's like the guy who's been collecting a week is taking advice from the guy who's collecting for a, a month, who looks up to the guy who's been collecting for a year. And it's like, everything you know is wrong. And I mean, I saw one guy wrote some shit about the early days of Funko and I was just like, I usually stay quiet, but you are completely off. Laid it out. Well, I got this from an OG guy. I go, which one? And he mentioned the name. I go, that clown doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He's only been collector for three years. Who do you know? Because I've been here for 15, motherfucker. I'm in the Hall Ooh. of Fame, bitch. Number 40-something. I have a plaque. I know. I've seen it. <laughs> I think it was laying on your face one morning. I'm not sure. <laughs> Mine. Nobody's taking it away from me. I have accomplished something. You'd like, like it. in the phone book. <laughs> I am somebody. <laughs> oh, all right. I think uh, I think that's all the notes I had. Uh, tell tell the fine folks what all you've put up in the last week on the shop, 
and then uh, we'll tell them where to find it. Masks, t-shirts, several of our fine sponsors, Tint and Pickle, Brine Barrel Bourbon. Say that one three times fast. (laughs) Not after the drink I had. Uh, Bubble Bubble Gum. Uh, Paper Sack Malt Liquor. Remember that one? I do. Yes, Paper Sack Malt Liquor is up there. Rest in in peace, Matt Register. (laughs) If anybody asks, we weren't here. (laughs) (laughs) You set the funeral home on fire. Not on purpose. (laughs) On purpose. Never on purpose. Uh, You know what? Let's go see. No, that that web tab. Are you gonna flash right. some logos here? Huh? You gonna throw some logos up? No, I was, gonna say, I was trying to get to the uh, chug soda is going up tonight. Sweet, I like that one. And it's in its in its many many flavors. Yes. My favorite, my favorite being diet. <laughs> the description I wrote for diet. So one of the questions I get asked a lot is, "What flavor is diet?" It's diet flavored. Of course. <laughs> what more do you need to know? Uh, and, and, and because my daughter asked, uh, I did introduce a new flavor, pink. That, that tracks. That's on and, brand. That's on brand. Yeah. Yeah. She also is the one who suggested that Limelick be smell, spelled like Heimlich. She is definitely your kid. Well, and, and we're, we're teaching uh, – teaching her the finer points of riffing on stuff. Mm-hmm. So I told her um, she got her wisdom teeth out over the holidays. Oh. <laughs> so she goes, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go irrigate my tooth holes. And I was laughing about it. And I, I like tooth holes. She goes, what? I go, I'm going to make a restaurant called tooth hole. <laughs> From the mouths of babes. So we're try, I've tried to teach her, you know, because trying the names out, I said, look, you got to make it sound like it's real. You got to be able to, I go like tin pickle bourbon. That sounds like something you're going to see in a store. Chug soda, something you're going to see. You say it, you kind of get into it, and all of a sudden you know that it, it becomes real to you. So we're in the car driving to Palm practice, and she's like, tooth hole cafe. Like, man, it might work. She goes, let's all go down to the tooth hole. I go, yeah, that's a little weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll meet you down at the hole. I go, no. We go, phrasing. <laughs> so, what about, she's like, cantina? I'm like, maybe. I go, I was thinking canteen, maybe in, you know, the tooth hole in, which I get to phrasing. Yeah. So, anyway. And then there might be Twiddler's Gin coming as well. Who's Gin? Twiddler's. Twiddler's Gin? I like it. I kind of think it like an old English font. Twiddler's Gin. Some elephant wearing a top hat. I don't know. <laughs> Why not? Or what other kind of animal would be, uh, you know, associated with gin? I don't know. I or hate gin. I don't like gin. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, hey, I started a new thing this week, too, real quick. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I went back to an old project that I had abandoned. Um, I started uh, another website. It's called Rancho Mono. Oh, yeah? The Monkey, Monkey Ranch. Ranch. <laughs> it's a website dedicated to the, the simians in pop culture. For him. Um, 
And I know uh, just a couple of things, kind of new project related, and then we'll, we'll wrap this up. So our, our Gonzo buddy, John has started a new project this year as well. Uh, he's doing a, his project is uh, each day, John's a big wrestling guy. So each day he's watching a match from that day sometime. So January 1st, it was like a Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero match from – no, Rey Mysterio, Tajiri match from whatever. He puts a link to the match if he can find it, writes up the match, his thoughts, blah, blah, blah. So and it's like any territory I think is one criteria is he can't have seen the match before. I think maybe that's huh. one of his rules, which I think he's going to have a hard time because he's seen so many matches. But So it's kind of a cool idea, and he asked if maybe he could come on one day and, and plug it, and I told him we'd love to do that for him, so we're going to have him on. And I'm going to get together with Hunter and we're going to get him on for his round of 20 questions as well in the near future. So Yes, for his, uh, yes, his obsession with soap and uh, Taylor Swift. And the CW, yes. The CW, yes. Yes. I, I, so three I, questions, I, not really 20, but three. But it's just amazing that he and has... And Dawson's Creek, four. The same viewing tastes as my daughter. <laughs> yes, he... <laughs> And that's the part that kills me because it's like, man, you really get along with Hunter well. She's like, what do you mean? He's like 40. I know you guys like all the same shows and pickle tastes. <laughs> the bottom of all of that uh, in the very near future. My daughter. <laughs> <laughs> He's your daughter, son. What? No, brother. I don't know. Holy crap. I think maybe we're done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, all the social media is on slurptoast.com, as is a link to Slurp Shop, where all of Steve's fabulous designs can be found. And you should purchase them in quantity. They're that good. Support our sponsors. Yes. That's what I meant to say. Support our sponsors. I need to put links to our sponsors on the website. That'll be for the before the next podcast. I'll have. Yeah, that would be fun. So I'll go back to. And uh, I need to get some some uh, copy from them so I can drop some commercials in the podcast too. Um, anyway, so that's episode thirteen. Uh, we we podcasted while Rome was burning, and uh, because he's... otherwise the terrorists win. There you go. See, I put this shirt on unironically this morning. I didn't even know the Republic was going down in flames. Um, so that's it. Episode thirteen's in the bag. He's still Steve, I'm still Bruce, and that's going to be a wrap. See you next time, kids. Bye.